Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 6th of February, the 37th day of 2023, with 328 days of wonder ahead of us until 2024. February is named after the ancient Roman festival of purification called Februa. In Love at First Sight, Polish poet and Nobel Prize winner Wisława Szymborska begins, They're both convinced that a sudden passion joined them. Such certainty is beautiful, but uncertainty is more beautiful still. Think about it. Is uncertainty where it's at? This week came the announcement from the White House that our government will no longer be officially concerned about COVID as an emergency come May. Basically, COVID has evolved into becoming another major concern that, though life-threatening and most definitely an emergency for more than a few, has for most gone into the realm of whatever. Is this what poet Simborska means by uncertainty is more beautiful still? The U.S. Centers for Disease Control continue to list COVID as the number three cause of death in our country. Number one is heart disease, number two is cancer, number three is COVID, number four are accidents, which makes things interesting. In 2022, 300,000 people died of COVID and 200,000 people died from accidents, any sort of accident. U.S. traffic accidents account for 46,000 of the total accident death toll. So here's a way to think about that. You're seven times more likely to die from COVID than you are to die in a traffic accident. Heavenward tonight, heading almost due south, is the rare comet ZTF, Zulu Tango Foxtrot, at magnitude 5.6. The comet will be crossing the constellation Auriga, the brightest star of which is Capella, sometimes called the Goat Star, the sixth brightest star in the night sky. Capella is a spectroscopic binary comprising two G-type giant stars that orbit each other every 104 days and is 42 light-years from Earth. Unmistakable as well this evening will be our day-old February full moon, the snow moon. Today in 337, St. Julius I began his reign as Catholic Pope. Today in 1836, Charles Darwin aboard the HMS Beagle arrived in Tasmania. Today in 1899, the Spanish-American War ended. Today in 1952, Queen Elizabeth II succeeded King George VI to the British throne and was proclaimed Queen of the United Kingdom and other Commonwealth realms. Today in 1958, Red Sox outfielder Ted Williams became the highest-paid Major League Baseball player, re-signing for $135,000 with the Boston Red Sox. Today in 1965, the Righteous Brothers' You've Lost That Love and Feeling hit number one. Meanwhile, as some people's health is falling to pieces, the New York Times recently comments, Test positivity has begun to tick up in recent days, with the daily average of reported COVID cases around 42,000. 
This past week, the average number of deaths due to COVID daily is 462, meaning at least 3,234 people died this past week from COVID in the U.S. Not a big number, perhaps, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Or perhaps think of it this way. Every two and a half minutes last week, someone died from COVID. Sound like the pandemic's over? Moreover, here in Orono, spring semester classes are now only in their fourth week, but my girlfriend and I are already receiving numerous emails from students who have lately tested positive for COVID. Unfortunately, the University of Maine administration continues in 2023 to approach the question of COVID on campus ambivalently, stating in its official pronouncements that masks are welcome, but required only at the individual professor's request. Therefore, many classes have enrollments that are totally unmasked, and some have enrollments that are required to wear masks. Guess which ones contribute more to the increasingly transmissible variants COVID is gracing us with these year, this year? To date, the country has had 104 million cumulative reported cases of COVID since the first reported instances of the disease on January 21, 2020. Ultimately, the U.S. continues to be the world's leader in COVID, proving we are the most hospitable people to the virus, engendering 16% of the world's 672 million cases when we're only 4% of the world's population. One million of the world's 672 million reported cases were recorded this past week. Elsewhere on the planet, major industrialized nations continue to hold second through seventh places in cumulative numbers of infection, respectively India, France, Germany, Brazil, Japan, and South Korea. On the fatal front globally, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at 6.9 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.2 million. Worldwide, more than 13.3 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. But remember, only 68% of all Americans are vaccinated, and only half of those vaccinated have had a minimum of one booster shot since. Today in 1895 in Baltimore, Maryland, George Herman Babe Ruth was born. His father owned a working-class bar, and the Ruth family lived over the rough-and-tumble establishment, which proved to be not a wholesome environment for young George, who became wild and troublesome. Biographer Ed Morrow tells us that young George's parents were concerned he would turn out badly, so they sent him to a Catholic orphanage when he was seven. There, the priest controlled the boy well by training him in music and tailoring, though they also encouraged his skill in baseball. In winter 1914, now, Ruth, now going on 19 years old, signed up on a minor league team where his teammates named him Dunn's Baby after their manager Dunn and Ruth's rookie status. The nickname was soon shortened to Babe, and nearly as quickly, Babe's contract was bought by the Boston Red Sox. Becoming the Sultan of Swat in the big leagues by hitting 714 home runs, a record that lasted 40 years, Babe became so famous that during World War II, Japanese soldiers seeking a vile insult to scream across the lines and American soldiers would yell, To hell with Babe Ruth! Known for his prodigious appetite, Babe often had triple servings of his dinner with a quart of orange juice topped off with a fifth of gin. 
After games, the babe would eat six or seven sandwiches, each washed down with a bottle of pop or of beer, which helped him attain in his prime a 17-inch neck, a 42-inch waist, and 60-inch hips. Today is also the birthday in 1611 of Chongzhen, the last Ming emperor of China. In 1665 of Anne Stewart, Queen of Great Britain. In 1756 of the third Vice President of the United States, Aaron Burr. In 1911 of the 40th U.S. President, Ronald Reagan. In 1913 of British paleontologist Mary Leakey. In 1917 of Hungarian-American actress Zsa Zsa Gabor. In 1945 of Jamaican reggae musician Bob Marley. In 1922 of British actor Patrick McNee. In 1931 of American actor Rip Torn. In 1940, of American journalist Tom Brokaw. In 1943, of American singer and actor Fabian. In 1950, of American singer, songwriter, and actress Natalie Cole. And in 1962, of American singer, songwriter Axel Rose. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the eighth week of winter, to the sixth week of the new year, and to doing what you can to help this singularly great radio station continue its unique programming locally and regionally at 89.9 FM and internationally streaming on the World Wide Web.